God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've all heard John 3.16 many, many times. It is the most quoted verse from the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There are many verses that tell us about God's love for us. Learning to receive God's love to us and recognize we've been made worthy of it by the blood of Jesus can be challenging. But an equally challenging truth to hold within our heart and to live is our love towards God. Jesus said the first and great commandment was to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. How are you doing with that? How is your relationship with God? Do you have a great relationship with your Heavenly Father? Can you call him Abba Father? Or do you only refer to him as God or the Lord? What are you doing to show your love for him? Having a great relationship of love for and from your Heavenly Father will greatly heal any trauma you may have experienced. Of faith, hope, and love, love we know is the greatest. So, in today's episode, we'll be talking about how we show our love towards God. Give a listen. It was my first crush. I was in the third grade. Her name was Margaret. One day, as I was hanging out with my mom, she was going through some old jewelry and there was a small ring that had two hearts side by side. I asked her if I could have it because I wanted to give it to Margaret. She let me do that. Unfortunately, Margaret never reciprocated with any affection or time spent with me. Someone always has to initiate the beginning of a relationship. Unfortunately, they don't always work out. As I quoted in the introduction, John 3.16 shows God initiated a relationship with the world by giving his only begotten Son. This is expanded upon in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Not everyone has responded to his first act of love, like Margaret didn't respond to my act of love. John 3.16 gives us the definition of what true love is. God so loved that he gave. Love is giving. And as you look at the rest of the verse, you realize that God didn't give something trivial. He gave his only begotten son. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and has given himself. Here again, we see the definition of love as giving, and it is giving something that costs you. God gave his only begotten son for us. So what are you going to give to show you have set your love on God? They say they love us, but how do we know? What are the things they do that make it show? What are the gifts to us that they bestow? that say to us, you are my beloved. Is it a look in their eyes or words that they say? Do they write us a poem every single day? What is the attraction that makes us want to stay, that makes us feel we are their beloved? The first thing to show is the time they spend. 
then there might be words of affection they send. But truly it is actions that show us a true friend, so we know without a doubt we are their beloved. There is a saying in the world that comes off fairly harsh when it comes to the maintenance of a friendship. What have you done for me lately? It seems a bit self-centered, but if one person is doing all the giving in a relationship and the other person is doing all the receiving, that's not a loving relationship. That's a relationship where one person is using someone else. In a good relationship, both parties are receiving loving nourishment. Consider what Jesus talked about in John 15 concerning friends. Verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That raises the stakes quite a lot. How many of us are willing to lay down our lives for our friends? Even as a living sacrifice, that requires a great commitment of time and effort. This verse doesn't say spouse or family members. It simply says friends. Are you willing to lay down your life for your co-workers? Are you willing to lay down your life for the person in the next apartment or the next house? Then Jesus makes the statement, you are his friends if you do whatsoever he commanded you. Now, in traditional friendships in this day and time, that seems a bit odd to say, but he's speaking about our relationship with him as our Lord. They've seen him do miracles and they've seen him raise the dead. He's telling them to learn to love to a point of sacrifice that in the not too distant future, he would show them in his own sacrifice of himself for our lives. So we go back to John 3.16 and Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, that talk about love being giving and that it costs you something. Here Jesus lays it out very succinctly that the greatest love is to lay your life down. Are you willing to give up your design for your life and allow the Father and Jesus as your Lord to direct you and show you the purpose they have for your life? Jesus quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, and that's recorded in Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Your heart is the center of you. It's your personality. It's the center of your being. Your soul is your emotions and will, and then there is your mind, your faculty of understanding. God wants you to love him with everything you've got and everything you are, and he deserves your love. He created the universe for the earth and the earth for man and man to fellowship with him. God's whole intent for all of this 
was for him to share his love with you. If you truly believe in him and recognize that he is the provider of your everything, then loving him really shouldn't be much of an issue. But unfortunately, we live in a fallen world, and the systems of this world are designed to take us away from God. The system of this world known as religion erases or eclipses the love that the Father has for us and has replaced a loving God with a vengeful God that's ready to whack us at our first sin in the morning. We need to keep our eyes on the truth and on the promises of God and on his faithfulness to fulfill his promises. God asks us for our obedience so that our lives will be long and full of his goodness. If you have a hard time believing that God is good and that he has your best interest in mind, then you have, forgive me for being bluntly honest, you've been deceived. The truth is is that he loves you and simply wants you to love him back. And when we set our love upon him, it opens up the door for us to be blessed by him. We find these truths in Psalm 91, starting in verse 14. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. According to this verse, deliverance comes to those that set their love upon God. God will set us upon high because we have known his name. To know his name means you need to be reading the book called the Holy Bible. And God doesn't stop there with his benefits. If we call upon him, While we have set our love upon him and know his name, it says he will answer us. He says he will be with us in trouble. And it says he will deliver us and honor us and satisfy us with long life and show us his salvation. It all started with him loving us and it continues with us loving him. And we need to love him. Not just seek his hand all the time, but to seek his face. Psalm 119 shows many of the great attitudes we are to have towards God's word, and that's where our relationship with him will begin. We read about his goodness to others, and at some point finally believe, hopefully, that he will do the same for us. We are to love his word and meditate upon it day and night. As I think back on those that have expressed their love towards me through simple words, I have often repeated those words of love to myself. Have you ever had a voicemail or an email or a letter that you've listened to or read over and over again because of the love that they have expressed to you? God loved us enough to write a big book to help us see how much he loves us. As you read the Psalms, you see the attitude of David and Asaph and Hezekiah and how they had a close relationship with God. How are you expressing and showing your love towards God? Back in Psalm 91, verse 14, it says, Because he has set his love upon me. The Hebrew word translated set his love upon 
is used in Genesis 34 concerning a young man who had fallen for someone's daughter. And Hamar communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife. In this verse, it is translated to long for. Some sappy movies have shown this expression of love in the dreamy-eyed looks that someone gives towards another. They sigh, and they hold their hands together. Truth be told, they are in love. They can't breathe unless the other person's in the room. I'll just die if I don't see so-and-so again. You get the picture. Another use of this word is found in the book of Exodus, where there are a number of verses that are talking about the construction of the tabernacle. The walls of the tabernacle were made of wood covered with gold, and they were fastened together or attached by bands of silver. How attached are you to God? Do you long after him? How much time do you spend first reading his word, second praying, and third, just spending time in his presence? Consider the attitude of the psalmist in Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Most of us will definitely not have this type of attitude towards acquaintances, much less strangers, and it's even hard at times with friends. The psalmist was almost literally dying of thirst when it came to his desire to seek God and to be in his presence. I've mentioned before in other episodes how I am learning to simply be quiet, to be still, and to wait upon the Lord in his presence. As I spend this time pursuing him, the peace in my life is more constant and endures. If you are seeking the hand of God and his blessings, take some time to shift gears and seek his face. And once his face is before you, give him a big kiss. The more you spend time sitting in his presence will show him your love and that you are setting it upon him. In this episode, I've been talking about a true relationship, not religion. Religion is the do's and don'ts and the rituals and ceremonies of no value. I'm talking about the actions we take to show our love. Earlier, I mentioned John 15, where Jesus said that if we did what he commanded, we would be showing our friendship towards him. Psalm 27, verse 8, reveals a command God had given David and David's response. When thou said, Seek thy face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. This reminds me of the old saying that goes something like this. When the boss says jump, you don't ask how high, you just jump. God says, Seek my face. How will you respond to this command? Even though it's in the Old Testament, it shows us how David, a man after God's own heart, responded. And it's written in such a way that it is a continuous action. It's one thing to catch someone's heart. It's another to keep someone's heart. And in another psalm, Abba gave us a clue as to how long we should seek him. 
Psalm 105, verse 4. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. What will you do for your Abba today? With God, every day is Father's Day. Spend some time with him. Cuddle up with him and snuggle close. He awaits your embrace.